Welcome to the Mosaic Church Podcast, where we share with you the message of hope and love that lies at the core of the Christian faith. Our weekly sermons delve into the teachings of the Bible and how they can impact our daily lives, inspiring us to journey together towards a deeper understanding of God's infinite love. Join our community of believers as we embrace the power of faith and embark on a transformative spiritual journey. Mosaic Church in Mableton, Georgia exists to lead people to an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ to help them change the world. Now, please enjoy this message from Pastor Broderick Santiago, lead pastor of Mosaic Church. Today, we're going to jump into number two area that you should have margin in, which is your emotional energy, emotional energy. Before we get into that, let's talk about what margin is. What is margin? And these are loose definitions, but margin is the space between your current load and your current limit. Uh, The space between your current load and your current limit. Margin is, according to Richard Swenson, the writer of a book entitled Margin, he says it this way, Margin is having breath left at the top of the staircase, money left at the end of the month, and sanity left at the end of adolescence. Somebody can say amen to that. It's having breath left at the top of the staircase, money left at the end of the month, and sanity left at the end of your adolescence. That's, that's really good. I think that's a good starting point because it, when we talk about emotional margin, this is what we're talking about meaning that you're spending all of your emotion and you're drained emotionally and nobody's replenishing you back. Nobody is feeding you. Nobody's uh, building you up. You're giving, 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 but there is no replenishment on your behalf. And so we're talking about creating margin emotionally. We live in a culture, my brothers and sisters, that pushes our limits. We live in a culture that pushes our limits. We all have to live within limits. Limits we choose. Limits culture pushes us to. Limits set by God. We all have limits. How do I know? Well, how many hours are in a day? 24. No more than that. (laughs) We all have limits in our finances, wherever you are. Right? We all have physical limits. Strength limits, right? We, 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 you know, if I ask some of y'all today to go out and bench 200 pounds, maybe a couple of y'all can do it. If I ask you to bench three or 400, that'd be, a, that'd be a stretch, right? We have strength limits. We have, watch this, there are limits in our education. What's the highest degree you can get? A doctorate. Now, you can get multiple doctorates, but you're limited. You can't go beyond, there's nothing beyond a doctorate, Okay. You're, once you get a doctorate, you are already declared a scholar. So there's nothing beyond that. So there are always limits and loads. We all have loads. Our loads are our obligations. It's work. It's debt. It's bills. Watch this. Our loads are even our expectations. Our loads are even our expectations. So the question remains, why do we live without margin? Why do we in this society live without margin? And here's what I would guess. And I think I'm a good guesser. If, if I was to take a stab at why we live without margin, I would guess and say, well, many of us are afraid of missing out. 
I'm, a, I'm afraid of missing out. I have to, I've got to, I've got to, I don't want to miss anything. I, I don't want to be left behind. I don't want to feel like I, 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 I missed something. I don't want to be missing out. Another reason we live without margin is because we don't want to be left out. Like if I'm missing out on something, if I'm not on current trends, if I'm not on current news, if I'm not on current stuff, I've missed out. And because I've missed out, now I'm afraid of being left out because I don't know what's current. I don't fit in. And so I don't want to be left out of something. So we live without margin. Some of us are afraid of not being significant or mattering. Some of us are afraid of not being significant or, or mattering. Like, if I, don't, if I don't be a part of this, I'm not going to matter. Uh, I need to be a part of this or I'm significant. I have to live here. I have to do this. I have to go to that school. I have to do these things or else I'm not going to be significant. And I don't want to be left out. And the thing is, we, we, we set these parameters for ourselves. And most of the time, many of us are not happy. Many of us are not happy. We get certain things, right? Oh, man, uh, if I, you know, if I get those new J's, like this guy I was telling you with the other day, I mean, he was in line to get those J's. Well, it wasn't a line, actually. He actually went in and he was only, there was only two people in line, him and another person, right? But the thing was, I was like, hey, man, just order them. He said, no, I got to have them first before anybody's. I got, I got, I've, got, I've got to have them. Now, he's got them, and he's worn them, and he's looked good in them, and he's got enough compliments, but there's not enough compliments that's going to fix what he's really trying to fix. Right? You get enough confidence. You got the Jordans. It's like, all right, that was fun. They cool, but all right, the compliment season is over with. Right? Oh, man, you, you, you work hard on, 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 on taking the best picture you can take, the best selfie you can take, to post on your Instagram, and you're like, yo, I know the lighting was right. I mean, I did this shot like 20 times, and I finally got the perfect shot. And, and you get it, and you put it on there, and you're like, man, I'm telling you, you're probably going to get about 300 likes on this one. And you look, 24 hours later, you got 10 likes. We're trying to fit in. We're trying to matter. Right. We, we, what matters to us is likes. Likes say that you like me. I don't even know you, but likes say you like me. Likes say that I'm significant. Likes say that there's something about me. And guess what? When you don't get those likes, what do you think is affected? Your emotions. There's a guy out right now. Don't judge me because I do listen to secular music. And there's a guy out right now who is just a chart breaker. He just broke records being the first artist to ever have over 50 million streams. His name is Drake. Okay. He's a Canadian guy, you know? And so, uh, Drake broke records. His, I mean, he's had so many number one albums with his last album, but he's had over 50 million streams. That's never happened with any artist in ever, but streaming wasn't always the thing to do. So, but what, 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 one of the songs is that has helped reach such a huge pinnacle is a song entitled In My Feelings. And, and, it, and it's garnered so much popularity all over the world. There was this one guy named Shiggy or Jiggy or, yeah, Shiggy. So Shiggy came up with a dance to, to, to follow this song. And y'all probably heard, Kiki, do you love me? Are you right? Y'all never heard that song? Y'all are lame. Oh, my goodness. Y'all got to catch up. Y'all never heard that? 50 million streams and nobody in this sanctuary's heard that song? 50 million? 
Y'all know, y'all, come on. I'm I'm part of the million. I'm in that 50 million. I, I'm, I count because I was in there. Kiki, right? So it's so popular that this guy, Shiggy, comes up with a dance. And all over the world, and it's, it's the silliest thing, Shiggy did a, a dance where he was outside of his car doing a dance to this song. And all of a sudden, everybody does it. They jump out of their car. They do the kiki. Do you love me? Are you riding? And all of this stuff. And so there's, I'm not going to do it. I, something in my heart said, you should have put a video up. But then I said, no, I don't want that to be a distraction because the message is too important. The message is too important. I didn't want that to be a distraction this time. But Google it. Look at uh, In My Feelings Fails. My feelings challenge and look at the fails. That's the funny. The regular ones are okay, but the fails are the funniest. Oh my God. Some of them are not so funny because, like, like three people, I think one was fatal, got hit by a car. Trying to be a trend. But that's my whole point. Why do I do? Why put yourself at risk? That's the whole point of what I'm trying to say. The song is in my feelings. We, we, our feelings are controlled by the number of likes and popularity. And a young person literally lost their life because they wanted to do something greater than somebody else so that they could get likes so I could be significant by dancing to a song entitled, In My Feelings. In my feelings, and many of us find ourselves in our feelings. The song says, Kiki, do you love me? And how many of us are like that? That's what we're saying when we're saying, when we're looking for likes, right? Hey, look at my picture. Look at how much I put into it. And you're saying, people, do you love me? I get riding, right? Do you love me? Do you love me? We say that to our jobs. Employer, do you love me? Are we riding? We say that to our significant others. Do you love me? Are you riding? We say that to our money. Money, do you love me? Are you riding? Especially when it starts to go away. We're looking for that significance, but we're living without margin. We're, we're living without margin. How you feel about God directly correlates with how much margin you have. I want you all to catch that. Don't miss that. How you feel about God is directly, it directly correlates with how much margin you have. In other words, if you look at your life and you have, and you, if you're one of those people that say, man, I wish there was 20, more than 24 hours in the day. If you're one of those people that say, man, I wish I had more money. If you're one of those people that said, I wish I had more, then you need to look at how you view God. Because what you're saying in essence is, God, this ain't enough. And God says, I've given you more than you asked for. I've given you more than you need. The thing is that you put too much of it in your hand and not enough in mine. Give me your time. Give me your feelings. Give me your significance. I'm going to help you out through that today. Here's what I want to tell you. When margin decreases, when our margin decreases, guess what increases? Stress levels. Guess what else increases? Our focus narrows. Guess what else happens? relationships suffer when the less margin we have the more stress we have the less focus we have and our relationships get jacked up that's real check it out check out those moments when 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 there's not enough time in a day and you're rushing i've never seen nobody rushing smiling when you're rushing, when you're running late to get somewhere, and as soon as the light hits, as soon as you get close, and you're like, there's a light, thing. Nobody says, yes, the light. 
When you know you're late, nobody's excited about that. You're rushing. Why? Because you have no margin. You're running late. And all of a sudden, you're like, dang, go figure, a light. The light's always been there. Traffic light's always been there. But because you're rushing, it matters now. It never mattered when you got margin. It never matters when you have margin. But because you late, you didn't put in margin, what happens? You're frustrated. You get to the job, wherever you're going, you're frustrated. And guess what? Your whole day is ruined because you didn't have margin. What happens when, 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 you, when you've overspent, when you know, <laughs> you know how much money you got? You know your finances have limit. You know that you ain't got all the money in the world. But what happens when you overspend and all of a sudden an emergency happens? You're in your feelings. And you're like, yo, <laughs> Comcast, do you love me? Give me an extension. (laughs) Really, when you've overspent, when you've overspent in your time, when you've overspent financially, your relationships suffer, your focus narrows, because guess what? You're thinking about how am I going to fix this? How am I going to make this right? Your focus narrows and relationships suffer. When our load exceeds our limits, we are then overloaded and we become walking time bombs waiting to explode. When our load is overloaded, we become walking time bombs waiting to explode. When you walk without margin, you are an angry person. You are a mad person. You are a mean person. You are in your feelings because you have no margin. No margin. We are a society that is stretched to our limits. We are chronically rushed. We are chronically late. We are chronically exhausted and ultimately disconnected. We are. We are. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So, okay, Pastor B, you're going to beat us up, man. You, you, you got to help us out with this, man. Because guess what? If I look at my life, dude, I have zero margin. And that's me. I'm, I won't lie. I'm one of those people that, that struggle seasonally with margin. It's not an everyday thing, but seasonally I go through seasons where I have no margin. But then I have seasons where I have, like, tons of margin. Like, hey, let's do something, right? So I want to help you. I want to help you with this. So creating emotional margin. If you're taking notes, this is a good time to do so. To create emotional margin, the first thing I want to re- recommend you do You have to surrender the desire of wanting more. Surrender the desire of wanting more. Philippians 4, 11 through 12 says this. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. Just stop there. We don't have to go through 12. I've learned to be content with whatever I have. I don't ever have to say, because I'm content, I don't ever have to say, man, I wish there was more time in the day. I got more than enough time. Because I'm content, I I don't ever have to say, man, if I just made $400 extra a month, man, life would be better. We already know. If you follow me and you listen to my messages earlier, I've shown you that that doesn't work. That model does not work. More money. Man, I think uh, the prophet Biggie said it best. Huh? More money, more problems. Was it Biggie that said that? Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure y'all, y'all cool and y'all, y'all in the culture. I should have said LL Cool J and see who agreed. Then I would know who's really not with the culture. 
Listen to me. Surrender the desire of wanting more. We want more. I want more likes. I want more money. I want more time. And the bottom line is, let's be content. That was my struggle too. I, I want a bigger churches. I want more members. I want more. And I said, you know what? I'm reminded of the scripture says, despise not the days of small beginnings. Despise not the days of small beginnings. Despise not the days of small beginnings. Because I want to tell you, there'll be a day where you are so popular, you're going to have to decide who to hang with and who not to. You don't want that. There'll be a day where you got so much money, you'll be like, man, what am I going to do with it? There'll be a day where, where you have so much extra time, you'll be like, man, this is crazy. If you create margin, but you have to surrender that desire. God, I mean, I'll be praying that. I pray that every day. Because I'm not going to lie. I am not going to lie. And it's all Ed and Russell's fault. I'm just going to be totally transparent with you here. I'm not going to lie. I had stopped looking at Jordans about 10 years ago. But these young brothers, man, started showing me apps. And now I'm looking and I ain't going to lie. I'd be like, man, if I had just a little extra money, I'd get me some of them J's. I ain't going to even front. I'm that dude. But then I say, well, I got a college tuition coming up next year. I got a daughter that we try to get into private school. That's going to be some. You know, I started looking and like, man, yep, I won't get no Jordans until the kids are out the house. But then they would really be retro. They would be like retro, retro, right? They'd be worth even more. But I blamed Ed and Russell. I got to blame somebody for this, right? They're the ones who turned me on to these apps like Kicks It and all of this stuff and and, uh, you know, I have them still on my phone. I haven't bought a pair of sneakers yet. So I want the Jordans, but I'm not going to get them. You know, I, I would love them, but I'm not going to get them. I'm not going to make that a goal in life. But I, I'm just telling you, that is my desire. So I had to surrender that to God. You know, God, okay, get rid of that from me. And the minute I give that to God, I don't desire it anymore. And somehow God gives me more money. Because if I desired it and had the money, I would do something stupid. And somebody would suffer in the process. Right. Surrender the desire of wanting more. Surrender that to God. God, I know I don't need this. Help me through this. The second thing you need to do is learn to wait on God. That's our problem. <laughs> That's a big problem. We we God, you moving too slow. So I'm going to take matters in my own hand. We need to learn to wait on God. Psalm 27, 14 says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Being brave and courageous is saying, I'm going to be brave and courageous enough to say, you know what? I know that I'm getting at the end of my rope. I know that the deadline has already passed, but I am brave and courageous in my faith, and I am waiting for the Lord to respond. I am waiting for the Lord to do what he said he would do. He is a promise maker, not a promise breaker. He says it. He settles it. That is it. Amen. It shall happen. Wait on the Lord. When we're not waiting on the Lord, we're rushing. And when we're rushing, guess what? We create levels uh, of stress. And guess what? We begin to operate outside of margin. We're rushing. We're, 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 we're rushing. We're rushing. Oh, I got to get this done. I got to. I God, you're taking too long. God never takes too long. His time is perfect. His ways are perfect. His will is perfect. We need to learn to wait on the Lord. That's how we set margin. We set margin by waiting on the Lord. Here's the third one. This one I think y'all will like. Avoid toxic company. Avoid toxic company. How many of y'all have that one friend that is always negative? 
You could be like, man, what a beautiful day. Isn't today a beautiful day? The sun is out there like, yeah, but it's too hot. It's like, but it rained like for two weeks. Everything that comes out their mouth is negative. You'd be like, man, dude, I just got this fresh fade, man. They're like, yeah, but your lineup is like off just a little bit. Shut up. Celebrate me. Yo, man, I just got this promotion, dude. I'm coming up. Yeah, but that means you gonna have listen, you ain't gonna have as many hours free. They're negative. Everything about them. Negative, negative, negative. Cut them. And at the end of the conversation, you have friends or even family members in your life that when you finish talking to them, you gotta like you you you, you look like you just came out of a football game. You're like, man, dog, on. That was deep. You just exhausted. You worn out. You got to take a nap after talking with them. You have people in your life like that? They just wear you out emotionally? That's a toxic company. That's toxic relationships. Avoid them at all costs. And the thing is, it's hard to do because typically that person is somebody you actually like. Somebody you actually love. That's that person that, 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 that matters to you, and so you don't cut them off. But I want to tell you, if you don't cut them off, let me tell you what's to- what toxic does. Toxic, toxic, uh, toxic. What, is, what does toxic mean? Sorry about that. Forgive me. Toxic. Ready? This is what toxic is. Toxic is anything containing poisonous material, ready, capable of causing serious sickness or even death. Toxic things are cancerous. And if you don't cut that toxic relationship, it will spread all over your body and totally saturate your soul. And guess what? You will become infected and you too will become toxic. I'm preaching better than y'all. Amen. In this morning. Toxic things are the chronically negative, the controller and the tempter. Some of y'all got some of those people in your life. The chronically negative. Everything you do is negative. The controller. you like, yo, let's go watch a game. Nah, I don't want to watch a game. Let's do this. They want to control everything you do. And then the tempter, the one that always is trying to get you to spend more money than you got. Always, come on, somebody. Somebody got that. Somebody felt that in the spirit this morning. Glory to God. Somebody always trying to get you to go places you know you ought not go. Somebody always trying to get you to do something that's outside of your character or your moral margin. Get rid of those people. If, they, if you know people right now under the sound of my voice, if I was talking, that fit as a chronically negative person or the controlling person or a tempter, they're a part of that group called toxic. And guess what? They're dismissed. When the doctor, you go to the doctor. And they examine you and they see parts of you that's cancerous. The first thing they want to do is cut out the cancerous thing to make sure that it doesn't spread. And then you go through a process of, 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 of therapy to make sure that it, does, that it doesn't come back. So I'm telling you right now, if there's toxic relationships, you need to be a surgeon and cut them completely out. Amen. The Bible says this in Proverbs 13, 20. And I love the English standard version. It's so good. It says this. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. 
I just like the way that sounds. If I was tweeting right now, I might actually tweet that. That's within 120 characters. That's worthy of that. It says, whoever walks with wise becomes wise. In other words, if I'm in my circle of friends and I'm the only one giving and ain't nobody giving back to me and I leave the conversation empty, guess what? I'm walking with fools, not the wise. Because I'm not getting anything. I'm just giving. I'm giving to the point where I'm spiritually and emotionally bankrupt. You need to look at that. You need to look at that. Proverbs 13, 20. I love the way that came out. I want y'all to also meet me over in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, if you have your Bible. Meet me at 1 Corinthians 15, 33. And that's also going to be the English Standard Version. Watch this. Watch this. I love the way that this sounds. Hope this resonates within your spirit. Don't be fooled by those who say such things. For what? Bad Company corrupts good character. Now, that was the NLT, but the ESV should be on the screen, all right? Bad company corrupts good character. You hang around a bunch of negative folks, eventually you become negative, and you didn't even realize it. You were that person that always looked at the cup as half full, but suddenly you're always looking at it as half empty now. You've got to fix that. You've got to fix that, all right? Our quality of time, our brothers and sisters, has been compromised by too much convenience. How many of you would agree with that? Let me explain. Our quality of time has been compromised by too much convenience. Our cell phones, right? That's convenient. You can find me anywhere, everywhere. But that's, that's bad that you can find me anywhere, everywhere. No matter where I go, you can call me. Y'all remember when you used to go out and play or hang out? There was no cell phone. If you wanted to call somebody, you had to go to one of those boxes with a phone attached to it and put a quarter in the machine and make a call. Right? I talked about this last week. You don't know who the last person was that had their ear on that dirty phone. You don't know if they dug up their nose before they dialed those. Okay. Convenience has compromised quality time. We would rather, watch this, I'd rather text you hello instead of taking a moment to say, hey, good morning, how you doing? I can feel the emotion. I, can, I love to hear your voice. We've, we've, we've exchanged texting for conversation. Convenience has gotten in the way of quality time. Watch this, mobile apps. And I'm guilty. I'm, I'm a part of this group right here. Because sometimes I don't want to be bothered. So I'll order my drink from Starbucks, get there, it's sitting at the counter. I'm in and out. You ain't even see me come in. I was like a ninja, a Starbucks ninja. It was like, bam, bam. Did, was that past the beat? Not, 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 that, not that quick. And before you know it, the Cadillac done pulled out the, car, out the parking lot. <laughs> I'm quick with it. Because sometimes I, I just want to grab my cup of coffee and go. Some of y'all do the same thing. Mobile apps, y'all be like, yo, I'm just going to order my food, grab it to go. The other inconvenience, self-checkout. I never go to self-checkout. I don't. And I know it's convenient. I don't have to engage. I can just check out and be out the door. But I always want to talk to people. I have a little girlfriend. Don't tell Erica. Well, Erica, it's already come out. I got a little girlfriend, right? I'm serious. She's over at the store here at Publix. She's amazing. She's an older woman, but I like older women, okay? And so, anyway, we've been having this back and forth, and she's amazing, you know, and I've invited her to church, but they're making her work on Sundays, and all of a sudden, a couple Sundays ago, my wife went to the store, and she had my son, Jakai, with her, and he had on his mosaic t-shirt, and, and the lady was like, hey, I know that church. 
She's like, yeah, I know the pastor. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. And so my wife was like, yeah, that's my husband. She's like, oh. And so Erica told me, yeah, I met your friend. So I go back and see my friend at Publix. I said, hey, I'm mad at you. She said, why are you mad at me? I said, my wife wasn't supposed to find out about us. This was supposed to be between us. I come to your register to see you. I could go to any of those registers, but I stand in line to see you. I do that, honestly, it's flirtatious, it's innocent, but I made her day. Every time I come, I make her day. Every time I'm there, I minister to her just with a smile. I minister to her with a compliment. I minister to her, and she loves that. If I go to self-checkout, who do I have a chance to minister to? Who do I have an opportunity to build a relationship with? Now, I'm not telling you to not to switch up your habits. If that's what you do, do you, boo. But what I'm trying to tell you is... We miss out on opportunities to be the hands and feet of Christ when we look at convenience over the opportunity that God has given us for quality. Streaming services. People always say, do you guys stream? And every time somebody says that, I'd be like, where you live at? That's my follow-up question. Oh, yeah, I live in an area. I just want to check out your services, you know, and, you know, whatever before I come. And then I go somewhere else. Whatever. I'm like, all right, streaming services is supposed to be for people who are not local or who are away that can't get there. Too many people are members of churches and they only stream. They never, ever engage in the most important aspect of our faith. Relationship. Relationship. We have to be engaged in relationship. But if I'm streaming, it's just me and whoever else is streaming with me. I never, ever engage in relationship. Jesus was always around people. He loved being around people. He loved being with people. And if I'm a Christian, that means I'm trying to be Christ-like. So that means being Christ-like, I'm trying to be like Christ and do what he did. And so I should be intentional about wanting to be in the presence of other believers. That's the only way I'm strengthened. I'm not strengthened by the message Pastor B speaks. I'm strengthened by people who heard the same message, and we can talk about it. I'm strengthened by people who've gone through the same challenges in life, and God has brought them through the same way. I'm strengthened by people who know that God is real, who knows that God will never leave or forsake you. I'm strengthened by people that's got a testimony in their lives because God was there. I'm strengthened by people who say, had it not been for God, where would I be? I'm not strengthened by streaming. I'm strengthened by relationship. And all of these conveniences have caused us to miss out on the quality that God has given us to make wonderful relationships. The fourth and final thing, and then we're done right here. Resist the temptation to be who you are not. We have to resist the temptation. You want to control emotional margin? Resist the temptation to be who you are not. That's a tough one. That's, that, 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 that's a tough one. Can I tell you all something? Can I, can I confess? Can I have a, these are my confessions. Can I have one of those moments? Pastor B struggled early on in ministry with that one, being who I'm not. I, God gave me a voice. God gave, and I think it's a nice voice if you ask my wife. But he gave me a voice. He gave me education. He gave me all the tools I needed to be a good pastor. But I tried to sound like somebody else. 
God gave me all that I needed to be a successful pastor, but I tried to have programming like that other church that's doing so good. God gave me everything that I needed to be a successful shepherd, but I tried to emulate others and imitate others. I could not find my own voice. I am guilty of that trying to be, and guess what? When you do that, you are stressed out because guess where your measuring stick now is? Well, I'm doing what they do, but I don't see the same results because that's the assignment, the voice, and the, 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 the way, the method that God uses for them. But God has a voice, a method that he set up just for you. He's giving you talents and gifts that's just for you. Don't try to be like anybody else. Now, that's my pastoral story, but, I mean, some of us struggle in that in so many ways. I want my marriage to look like so-and-so's marriage. But do you know the work that goes on behind the scene? Oh, I want to have a, I want to be married 30-some years like mama and daddy. But what did mama sacrifice in order for them to be together for 35, 40 years? What did daddy do uh, to sacrifice so that they could be together that long? Quit trying to be like everybody else. God has set you up to be just like you. Be you. Be you. Resist the temptation to be who you are not. That was probably one of the greatest messages that I received from the Lord during my sabbatical. Because for the past five years, I was trying to fit into a box that was too small for me. I've tried to do something that was not God-ordained. And I believe that it slowed us down. But I said, God, I'm going to be authentically me. And God said, about time. I'm going to be all that you created me to be. Watch this. I love what Scripture says. One, Psalms 139 and 14, one of my favorite scriptures. Y'all heard me say this before. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your, mar- your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. God made each and every one of us so wonderfully complex. His workmanship is marvelous in each and every one of us. Be you. You don't need to, to get nothing uh, in do, uh enlarged, you perfect the way you are. Amen, somebody. You don't need to get rid of nothing. God gave you abundance. Some people wish they had abundance. Come on, somebody. Somebody know what I'm talking about this morning. Be who God made you to be. He made no mistake. His workmanship It's marvelous. So if you want to control the emotional margin, do those four things. Recap, and I'm out, and I'm praying. Surrender the desire of wanting more. Avoid toxic company. I forgot one. Oh, two, learn to wait on God and resist the temptation to be who you are not. Amen? Let us pray. God, we thank you so much for your workmanship is indeed marvelous. You've made us wonderfully complex. You're perfect in all your ways. So, God, I thank you so much for giving us just 24 hours, which is more than enough time. I thank you so much for giving us the money that you've given us. That's more than enough. I thank you, God, for even the relationships you've given us. We don't need a whole bunch of likes because we know how you view us. And so, God, we thank you for all that you've done in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that Pastor B said something that moves you closer to Jesus. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, we would like to invite you to follow us on social media at Mosaic Mableton and visit us on our website at wearemosaicchurch.org. You can learn more information about our church, ways to support our ministry through financial donations, stay updated on upcoming events, and find resources to support your spiritual journey. We would be delighted to welcome you in person on Sunday mornings to worship and connect with others. Our doors are always open to those seeking a place to grow and explore their faith. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you on your spiritual journey.